podcast, Johnson. It's every other Monday's main event. Hi, my name is Michael. No one else is here today. It is just me, and I'm uh, going to talk about pro. Oh, I'm here. Shit. Oh, can you actually hear me? Okay, by the way. Yeah, you sound great. Bill's nope. here. Hey guys, <laughs> every other Monday's main event. We're going to talk about pro wrestling tonight. We're going to talk about some uh, some very very brutal, hard hitting, devastating matches. Yeah, uh, good a lot stuff. Of people get hurt. Yeah. And uh, let's let's uh, let's go chronological. Let's start in the the year of our Lord, nineteen hundred ninety-three. He just slowed down, so it's nineteen hundred ninety-three. Nineteen ninety-three. The internet, um, where we have uh, Akira Hakuto versus Shinobu Kandori, and uh, like four promotions total that were having these quote unquote dream matches of rest, you know, the top wrestlers from each one. Um, that makes sense. So yes, um, I got to say for this episode, every competitor I hadn't heard of or seen before. Oh, there we go. This is my choice, by the way. I chose this because when I think a while back when we started doing this, and I was looking at all the Dave Meltzer. Is that his name? That's right. Uh, his five star matches. This was one of them. Big and, Dick Dave went five stars, and so I was like, "Oh, it's interesting because he uh, he doesn't like women." Really? Oh, he's just a misogynist. He likes oh. women's wrestling just fine. He just doesn't like women as people. Is that is that like fact? Like, or is that a? He's made some comments. Really? Yeah. That's unfortunate. Yeah, he made a comment about uh, Murther's uh, Peyton Royce, one half of the former tag team, the Iconics who is probably 120 pounds. He made yeah. some comments about her uh, being uh, big. Oh. It's like, Dave, this, come on. She, uh, she very, very quickly and very publicly shit all over him for that. And then everyone else piled on and it was uh, lovely to watch. Oh, that's nice. Good. But even still going, going through that catalog of the five star Meltzers is um, it's always a great way to find something. And you certainly found something this time. I did. And I think this is, I think around every 10th match from now on is going to be for me some type of uh, Japanese, like really stiff, hard hitting match because I, mean, I, I did it, I think around, I think the first and like the 10th episode, and this is around the 20th. I don't remember the number, but yeah. Nope. Getting emotional. Oh, sobbing up. uncontrollably. <laughs> I do want to mention, I, I only have a little bit of time to read about the, the competitors and uh, Akira Hokuto, um, in a match in 1987, I guess you know she's noted for being very, uh, very tough, as obviously with this match. But uh, in a tag team match, she uh, took a second rope tombstone pile driver, ah, which which broke her neck, and she still finished the match. And it was a two out of three falls match. Oh my god! Yes. So well, she so, certainly strikes me as the type. <laughs> yes. Oh um, my god. And also read uh, not too long before this particular match, she was trying to become a bad guy, which is why she has this particular appearance. Mm-hmm. I guess she, I think she was well beloved before that. And part of her character change was like mocking the audience for being so into her. But this has made them all the more into her. 
So, so usually this, what happens. Yes, but I think she was supposed to be uh, the heel. Not that it mattered. They were both very much uh, appreciated by the audience, I'd say. Yeah. And I know um, the other competitor, whose name, let's see. Uh, uh, Shinobu. Shinobu Kandori actually had uh, some MMA background as well. I gotta say, if and you held had political office, yes, like so, I know this other, uh, some other very well known Japanese wrestlers have done that. We'll probably get to them at some point on this show. She's, she's the Jesse Ventura of Japan, yes, or the Kane, perhaps. That's right. Okay, is he, is he a mayor? Uh, he was the governor, the, he was the governor of mayors. That's right, yeah. No, oh. Je- Jessica Ventura was the, uh, oh, no. the governor of uh, no, Je- I know he was, no, uh, Kane. Oh. Like oh, Kane, yeah, Glen, Glen- Benjamin Jacobs. Uh, he, uh, he's the mayor of Knox County, Tennessee. Oh, okay. And he fought against mask mandates, so. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Especially you'd wrong, think, you'd think a guy that was a masked wrestler. Yeah. Yeah. That was, no. uh, that's everyone's joke. We both made it at the same time. Uh, <laughs> uh, so actually, is I have this, uh, this entire card. It was AJW, JWP, FMW, and LLPW. Oh, all my favorite promotions in one. No, well, uh, FMW, I, I know they at some point were known for a lot of like uh, extreme type matches, like exploding barbed wire death matches and stuff like that. I actually have a back from uh, Odell Deeds ECW show that I went to in the '90s. I bought a video of a bunch of explosion death matches. Oh, uh, yes, it was uh, it was quite quite something, if I may yeah. say in my stupid old man ways. Anyways, this match though. Um, so I don't think they had any prior history, really, but probably besides trash talking. I mean, tough to know since it's in Japanese and we do not understand or speak the language. Um, I also like the ring announcer who appeared to be wearing a leather sport coat. Yeah, that's a nice what, look. What was throwing me off, first off, there were, seemed to be two refs. The one in the ring had horizontal stripes. It really threw me off. And, um, yeah, I don't know the, what the fuck they're doing over there. And then there was a second bow-tied ref on the outside. At least I think he was a, a referee. He seemed like a referee. I think this is probably the um, might be the first episode where we don't have uh, a Dave Hebner. Earl Hebner. Excuse, excuse me. My mistake. Earl Hebner. Twins. I guess his twin. Up. His yeah. The twin doesn't. Uh, he's he's disgraced, but no, he's, he's not the Dis- legend of it. Earl disgraced by default. That's right. Yeah. But no. So yeah. the, the, the every referee fault. on this episode is graced. Did you uh, actually watch the interviews ahead of time? Not that you could understand it, but the pre. Um, I did because I was fascinated by both of their fashion sense. I know I, that's a lot, a lot of fashion in this match. Yeah. Um, and I think especially Hokuto had like more, a little bit more theatrics going on. Yeah. And said like, uh, I think a, a sword of some sort and yeah. a very, very large robe. But yeah, I'm actually this website that I found that gave a little bit of in, uh, information about the match has a picture of Shinobu Kandori too wearing some kind of like weird gold like it's like puffy gold but it's like I don't even know how to describe it maybe I'll send you the picture but please yeah it's uh it's something but yeah so they uh immediately it's like well there's like one big stiff forearm to start the match yeah and on on Kandori but then she comes back with a uh Submission hold, like right away, some kind of arm bar, which immediately seemed to hurt Hokuto. Yeah. I'm sorry if I fuck up the names. It's yeah, it's two white guys trying to say Japanese names. We're not gonna. Yeah, we're not gonna uh, do well. 
I also wanted to ask you if you had to, if you had to actually fight one of these two, which one would you have? You had to do it. Which one? Oh God, I don't know, because I feel like uh, Kandori was more physically imposing. Yeah. But I feel like Hakuto is uh, more unpredictable and terrifying. I think <laughs> I would, I would probably take on Kandori and just let her hurt me quick. And, you know, I'm probably not going to have any long-lasting injuries. She's just going to take me down and be done with me. I feel the opposite, because she was going for a lot more submissions. She might break, a, might break an arm or something. But I'd, I'd still rather have a broken arm than a caved-in skull. Yeah, I guess so. But they could both well, do She was it. caving in. Yeah, they both caved in each other's skulls in this match. Yeah. So there's a lot of skull damage. Yeah, I was just curious. I mean, each we each chose one. We, we both get destroyed in a second. That's right. So it was. I mean, it, was, it really it was just a series of pain. It, it was, was just. At the start, though, when Hokuto had like the arm maneuver put on her, she went went outside the ring to like really nurse it. One of like, each side had like two or three like women like in like in their corner too. Yeah, full like, entourages. But one of them sprayed something on her shoulder. Did you notice that? I didn't actually. It was some kind of aerosol can of some sort. Hmm. Lysol? That's possible. Or just Lysol. Just makes your shoulder smell nice. Yeah. Or bad, depending on the scent. Does Lysol have bad scents? There's some that I won't tolerate. A floral scent might give me a headache. Oh, I can't do vanilla scents. Mm. This is not a candle podcast or a scent podcast, though. Not yet. Another new one to start. That's right. But so, yeah, so, um, yeah, some like stiff back and forth, but then like really soon after the uh the tombstone reversal on the announce table yeah which i thought was cool but um the amount of blood that came from that is ridiculous yeah just immediate and it just it never really stopped like they would try to stop it and uh she was just red the whole match and from what i read too i believe it may have been that second referee bowtie man who Mm -hmm. actually cut her like he went to check on her and at her request, oh, at her request, oh, later, he didn't just sneak in there and do it without her permission. Yeah. But, <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. Um, but they showed, I'm sure it was from my knee, but they showed the dent on the table, which I think was a nice touch just to try to reinforce yeah. the, uh, the impact. Was that a plastic table? I mean, that was a wooden table. Yeah. It seemed different than what WWE uses. Well, I think w- they use probably things that are meant to, to, to just, you know, crumble when someone yeah. goes through it. I think I mentioned it before, but in case I haven't, I remember when I, back when I watched ECW, it made me think about a match between Sandman and, and Sabu. It was they were in Japan wrestling as part of a crossover with FMW, and you know Sabu likes to put people through tables, so they had like similar like very like skinny rectangular table that Sandman was laid on on the outside of the ring, and Sabu went from like I don't know if it was the top, I think it was a top rope down to the the floor, and the table didn't break. And so oh man! Fully absorb. <laughs> it didn't look good. Fun. Oh man. Um, but yeah, so I think not not even too long after that tombstone, uh, that goes out into the crowd, where uh, Hokutu gets the advantage, and she's like, uh, cracking Kendori's head off of like the guardrails and the seats and stuff, and she's bleeding when she comes back. Yeah, yeah, they were both. By the time they were both back in the ring, it was just a bloodbath. It was like I could if I had known I, I may have used this for the for the bloodbath episode. Damn it! Man. I mean, it worked. Yeah, it worked. I, I, there's a 
Go ahead. Don't ever talk over me uh, again. It's constant. I will make you look like Akira Hakutu. Hakuto. <laughs> Fuck, I'm white. Um, well, no, it is. I, I have a, a note not too long after this section where I just say that uh, Akira's face just literally can't be recognized. I, I know. It seemed to stop for a while, but then it came back. It seemed like it, when the match was over, it was like bleeding heavily again for some reason, too. Yeah. Maybe the, the ref got back in and was like, oh, let me, let me try <laughs> yeah. that again. I'll just throw it up. Job. Yeah. Take some post match pictures. <laughs> Another move I liked, everything was very stiff, of course, but it looked like Shinobu was going to give uh, Hokuto a suplex and just dump mm-hmm. her outside the ring. Yeah. Even though they had like the, those floor cushions, those looked nice. Those looked pretty comfy. Yeah, I'd fall on one. It was like if someone like took a puffy winter coat and like undid the sleeves and laid it on the floor, maybe. But um, yeah, so I thought that was... You know, and I, I, it's crazy. I'm thinking about this. This is 1993. At this time, like what I was watching was the cartoonish WWF that wasn't really doing this. You you had people that would do more serious stuff. You had like maybe like Bret Hart or Mr. Perfect that would. Yeah. But they weren't, you know, no one was beating the absolute shit out of each other like this or freely bleeding. I mean, Ric Flair probably was, but. Well, that's just natural that's just a bodily yeah. function i think just compared to what i was actually watching at that time it was just, I, if i saw this i don't know what i would have thought because it's, it's like so bonkers yeah no i mean it's horrifying things. i mean it, it's it's traumatizing yes and, I, and i'm an adult and i've seen some brutal matches and i was still like because of the the stiffness and the blood and just the the kind of the, the realism of the way they presented the match like it, it there were you know a lot of those kind of moments that were almost the more traditional wrestling style struggling like they weren't really grappling but like it was just really just like they they felt like they were fighting for their lives yes especially when uh, Kendori would try to go for some submissions and Hokuti would like just you know flail around like hell and try to get out of it I think it, yeah. it made it seem a little bit more realistic. It wasn't like the typical get in there and then they raise the arms twice and the third one you hold it up and you power back up by the audience. That kind of that kind of routine. And they did a really nice job of, uh, you know, selling the threat of her submissions, too. I mean, it was just the way, you know, like, like you said, she's fighting to get out of it. She's just so frantic. And it's like, oh, that, that means that, you know, she knows that when Kandori lands a submission move, it's over. So she has to do everything everything in her power to not let that happen. Yes, exactly. Um, and at one point there was a nice looking short pile driver, like a real quick one. Mm-hmm. I think I say though, to my relief and maybe to yours too, compared to the other two matches we did, um, that had Kenta Kobashi, there was not much of anyone getting dropped directly on their heads and necks. And this one, no, yeah, I mean the pile yeah. drivers, although there, there are was, a couple, I... I do have a note uh, uh, close to the end. It says Akira out of nowhere breaks Shinobu's neck. Was that I don't the, recall, it a, a Northern Lights driver? I think is that. I believe it was. Like, yeah, like I, a I body slam, but then they kind of drop them on the back of their neck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that was terrifying. Oh, they both did it to each other. But yeah, yeah. that I think the first one was a, a bit more brutal. But in comparison to the other matches, it wasn't like every two minutes someone's getting just dropped directly on their <laughs> heads. Yeah. Uh, and at some point, too, there was, uh, I think, again, uh, Hokuto was the recipient, I think, of like a, like 
a spinning choke. She's like being choked by being spun around, like her legs sticking out, just being yeah. spun around. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was definitely not selling at the end when like she's being interviewed. At, do you watch the interview afterwards too? When she's yeah, she came in, she can, like barely stand. And she's like, <gasps> she was like, oh no, like she's about I to throw up. I can't imagine up. there was too much acting involved in that. No, I can't believe the other one um, was able to walk out under her own power. Right, like 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 power walk out of there too. Um, let's see. I, I, a note here: weird top middle rope sent on to outside. I'm trying to remember. Oh yeah, I like that move. That's right. Oh yeah, Kira flipped onto Shinobu's head, right? Yes, and then uh, also uh, a top rope missile drop kick to the outside that Hokuchu gave. Yeah, because when you do the you, even in the ring, you do that from the top rope. You're landing on your back. That that hurts enough. But doing it to the floor. Uh, it was pretty crazy. And another thing that Hokuto gave to uh, Shinobu was a, I, I have it as a weird, crazy German suplex pin. I think there might have been like a half Nelson going on with it too, where she. Oh, yeah. Tenu- and that, that was a neck thing, actually. That, that was a bad neck thing. Yeah. Maybe their necks aren't as safe as we thought. Yeah. Well, especially since one of them actually broke her neck six years before this match and was still. Oh, wrestling. God. Oh, Lord. I guess she also, I mean, she, I guess she's had multiple serious injuries. It was a different, I don't have all the details about that. She was at some other tournament at once and she like really messed up her knee. And she was like, to the point like she was crying. And I think she was crying more so because she knew she probably couldn't continue the match, but she tried to anyways. They had to call it off because she was so badly oh, hurt. God. So, yeah, I guess I'm sure like now her body's just like wrecked. But um, yeah, I, I, only, I highlighted, I think we most of the big moves that we talked about, but then the, they each pull the Northern Lights driver on each other. And at the very end, they're just like literally just punching each other in the face. Yeah. Actually, I actually like the ending. They're so spent and they've tried everything. And it's just a matter of who's, you know, a little bit more exhausted. Yeah, it was the the Homer Simpson strategy. Wait, uh, oh, like when he was the boxer? Yeah, he was just like, oh, just, uh, just tire him out and then let me let me finish him off. Yep. Well, it worked, but, you know, this is like a, a half an hour of that. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was insane. Like, I, again, if I saw this, I would have been uh, 16 then and watching, like, the one, two, three kid and shit like that. And if I saw this, I didn't know what I would have done. Yeah, well, especially for women, because women weren't allowed to even really have matches, uh, you yeah. know, of note in that era. Yeah, I don't think that I don't recall really any women's wrestling matches in that year. I know that on our squash match episode, there was that one that from Raw with a couple of Japanese wrestlers, but that was a few years later. Yeah, and they uh, was surprised at what they allowed in a uh, a WWF ring at that time because there were some rough spots yeah, in that absolutely. too. Yeah, um, but at the end, yeah, I have after the pinfall, I put, I put Sega music because the the the, the yeah. music for her was pretty goddamn awesome. I was like, that's yeah. Sega music. I'm talking like if you like the, the Sega ones that they would have in the in the arcades, like the little mm-hmm. bit the fancier one, or maybe even a, yep. what was the other one that was it a Neo Geo? Oh yeah, so, yeah. That's what I, I thought of like those types of arcade games that had that music. I was like, yeah. But it's funny is that the, the juxtaposition of that music with her like bloodied and like you can't even stand afterwards. <laughs> can't even talk. But yeah, that was mine. I I know we did like dive into it too deeply. I don't think we really had to. I'm from what I've read, it's clearly like a very popular match. People consider this like, if not like the best woman's match of all time, if anything. But 
Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's certainly something worth checking out because it's yeah. just it's there's not a ton of actual story to the match. It's really just killing each other, which yeah. it, it just it works out very nice. I didn't know if there were high expectations because they were both like the biggest names in their respective organizations and they were able to live up to that hype. So hooray for them. As I'm thinking too, we didn't plan it out. Oh, we didn't plan it out that we both chose like really great hard hitting women's matches. Yeah. Yeah. It was like an unexpected, uh, unplanned theme. Our bodies, around. our minds, our genitals are all in sync. One, actually, yes, our penises are attached. There's no heads anymore. It's just like shaft That's to true. shaft, and it connects in the middle. It's all smooth. There's no way of telling where one ends and the next begins. That's because that's because that's not what happens. One doesn't end. One doesn't begin. They are just one. And how we sleep is actually we just both lean back at the same time. Yeah. And we stop at a certain point, and that's how we sleep. Yep. yep. One of these it days, it, it 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 does get snug. It gets tight, but yeah. One of these days, I think it's going to rip apart. My guess. Well, we'll be all right. They just give me an idea for the book I'm writing, by the way. With that. Oh, good. Oh, good. <laughs> I can somehow fit that in there. I will. All right, so that was that was my choice for this time around. And now That's we right. go to uh, your modern day. How many years later? Six, 16, 15, what, 16 years later? Mm, nope. A lot longer oh. than that. Oh, my God. 26? 26, yeah. Math. Jesus. Wow. Yeah. yeah, math. Math is dumb. And actually, we're uh, we're as of recording, we are four days away from the one year anniversary of this match. This was um, NXT War Games 2019. We had uh, Team Ripley featuring Rhea Ripley, Candice LeRae, and Dakota Kai, taking on Team Baszler with uh, Shayna Baszler, Bianca Belair, Kylie Ray and Io Shirai, and it was a War Games match, and uh, the first ever for uh, the ladies. Thanks the first to ever, uh, the... First ever in WWE or NXT. They bring it uh, back. They've, they brought him back. It's been going on for a couple of years now, and it was something Triple H had been begging Vince to do War Games in WWE like since they acquired WCW, and uh, Vince just constantly said no, so... Triple H is like, all right, well, this is my fucking promotion, so suck my shit. We're having War Games matches. Oh, he just did it? Yeah. Oh. So they've been doing it for a few years. I mean, Vince still has to, you know, yeah. sign in the checks. But he, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't allow it on one of his big shows? That's right. Oh. But I had, uh, you know, I had never seen any of the WCW War Games matches, yeah, and I... There. And I know I need to, because I know, again, Big Dave, uh, he's given multiple War Games matches five stars, to my knowledge. So They have an interesting rule that the match doesn't officially start until everyone's in there. Yeah. So what would you it's consider a... what's happening beforehand? I mean, it's a match, but... I mean, you, yeah, you can't... I guess you can't, you can't win until everyone's yeah. in there, right? Yeah, shit's going down, but there's... Uh, you know, if you go to pin your opponent, the ref's going to be like, no. Well, there's no refs that can't even, right? That's right. Yes, and also, um, I, I know it's becoming more common, but uh, I did notice there was a female re- uh, referee outside the ring, at least. Yeah, Jessica Carr. She is a uh, main roster referee now. Currently graced, uh, has yet to be disgraced, but <laughs> uh, that could happen at any time. Uh, no, she's uh, she's great. There's a, there's a great overall roster of referees these days that. Uh, because we have social media and the internet, they're all like, you know, on Instagram and shit. So people get to be like, hey, that's my that's my ref. No, oh. it's fucking weird. 
do they um, before COVID were they taking requests to uh, do three counts? If like I want to pin my friend, <laughs> will you come over to my house for five dollars and do the three count? That's how depraved some internet nerds are. I was um, there was some thread on Reddit, and I forget what referee they were talking about. Um, but someone was talking about a referee, and someone was like, oh, "This referee fucking sucks," and I'm just like. Who is gonna like pay enough attention to what a referee does to have a strong enough opinion to say they fucking suck? And so I was like, well, um, actually, uh, you know, his count pace uh, is way oh, off really? than you know anybody else. I was like, shut up, shut up. Was it uh, Earl Hebner that was saying that? That's right, disgraced former referee Earl Hebner. His count pace was all fucked up. That's why he's disgraced. It was um their their online name was uh, just Eheb sixty nine. That's right. Or disgraced 420. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think Earl and Dave Hebner have ever 69'd? <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. That they were they were born that way. You oh, remember this? Yeah. You haven't read Dave Hebner's book? Born 69ing? <laughs> with my twin brother? Oh, that's cute. You think they also uh, had striped shirts on when they came out? Uh, I think they did, yeah. Although, no, I think back in the day, because you know, they used to wear just the, uh, the, the blue button up with bow ties. Oh, of course, yeah. That's how they started. So, but more, sure you know, it, was it, uh, was it Dave Chappelle? Some, some comedian had a joke about how uh, if you name your kid Jeeves, oh, I think it was Seinfeld, actually. If you name your kid Jeeves, they're, they're going to be a butler. It's like you're just, yeah, you know, you're setting them up for that. You just maybe remember that these, the, the uh, was it ask.com that had Jeeves yeah, as the mascot? Jeeves helped around? you out, man. Ask.com does still exist, there's just no Jeeves involved. What? You check it right yeah, now. They don't, want, they don't want mascots. Yeah, I think the Lycos dog is still around though. So if you want a search engine oh. mascot, go to Lycos.com. I'll think about it. Yeah. So anyways, oh, so yeah, so the main rules of this match, from what I remember seeing at the start, like you know, it's the two teams of four, two start. Um, the other three for each team are locked in cages until mm-hmm. what every five minutes. Back and forth, one's release into the match. Yep. Uh, doesn't start till everyone's in there. And then if you climb out of the ring, you disqualify your team. That's like, correct. You can't, you can't escape or go through the door. You like you can't leave the cage. Which yeah. I actually like. So whereas with Yeah, well I was gonna say, like, I think that should just be what it is for cage matches. Like if you leave, you're a fucking coward. You know, yeah. stay in there and fight. That's the point of it being locked in a cage. There's no escape. I wanna look up who uh Invented it. Oh no, that's the that's the movie with Matthew Broderick. Maybe Matthew Broderick invented it. That's why he did the movie. Take it back. Think so? Yeah, I think it was, so. It was, just, it was just eight Matthew Brodericks fighting each other. Yeah, I'd watch it. Okay, he I'll... he did star in a movie called War Games. Yeah, I, that that's what I was just talking about. Oh, I that's thought you were talking totally... about cage match. No, I thought, I thought I, I was thinking. Oh, is there a, a Matthew Broderick movie called Cage Match? Oh no, no, there was one called War Games. Actually, okay. I grew up watching that. Uh, he was he's a computer whiz who almost I think inadvertently starts the Cold War. Like starts. Yeah, like, when I was in uh, in uh, ninth grade, we uh, I took a keyboarding class, and the teacher never wanted to do anything, so she just played any movie that involved computers. So we watched War Games like eight times when I was in ninth grade, and. Uh, we watched You've Got Mail about eight times. Oh. There's a computer in it. Tom Hanks types, so it's relevant. 
Actually, it was started in NWA. Oh. Let's see. I know uh, Dusty Rhodes, the creator. The late great. Inspired by Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. I could see that. Oh. Interestingly yeah. enough, the WWE currently takes place in the Thunderdome. Oh, ho, ho. That's, uh, that's what their little uh, experience is called. Their fake crowd with the uh, TV of fans. It's WWE Thunderdome. Well, I guess that's better than an empty arena. Yeah, a lot less depressing. Can you hear the people too, or no? They just pipe in fake crowd noise, which um, helps. There's no silence. Oh, so they are trying to steer you who to cheer and boo for? Uh, they're just essentially trying to make sure that there's noise. Oh, okay. Because you don't but... want to hear a bunch of like shitty microphones being like, yeah, up, 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 yeah, up. yeah. And like you know, disjointed was, chants. Was it all? Was it like? Uh, did like? Was it ten thousand Vince McMahon's though? <laughs> In different disguises. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah. So you need all the participants. That's right. Um. Actually, not, I know we're gonna jump ahead. If someone's actually listening, I'm sure they've seen it. But I do like how there was some deceit. First of all, I. Everyone in this match was. Great. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm so happy to see like that they're, you know, being treated on an equal level with, with the the the, the burly manly men of the company, um, and the everyone in the audience was way into it as well, and they were really pulling some awesome shit in this match. Yeah, well, I mean, to, so uh, you know, interestingly enough, only three out of the eight since this match took place have moved up to the uh, main roster since then. Um, actually, two out of the eight because Ray Ripley went back down. Um, but Ray Ripley's probably, you know, she's probably my top five in the company right now. She's out of this world. She had an amazing match with Charlotte at uh, WrestleMania this year. Um, so it was awesome to kind of see her in this match as this leader. This was one of one of her big star making matches when, ever since she had moved over from NXT UK. Um, you know, it was basically it was it was really about her and Shayna. And, yeah. you know, I wasn't too familiar with the backstory leading up to it, but I know those were the two biggest stars in the uh, I, the company at that point. I read one of them, like, cupped a fart in their hand and then threw it in the other one's face. That's what started Yep, that's whole... exactly where this match began. Yeah, all on a fart. But, uh, yeah, so the match started off with Io Shirai and Candice LeRae just kind of going at it, and there was just ridiculous shit happening. Candace had tried to dive through the ropes and uh, EO just punched her directly in the face. EO jumped across both sets of ropes into a missile drop kick, which just doesn't make sense that a human being can do that. I know very agile. Oh, did she also yeah. win, uh, win the blonde? I, I'm going to, I'm not going to go with the names because I, I, again, modern wrestling, I don't know everyone. The blonde woman was down between the cages and she took the knees to the face with her back up against the, uh, yeah, that looked really, uh, really hurtful. Incredibly unpleasant. Yeah. And I mean, and so, I mean, it started off so brutally, but then Bianca Belair came in and then it was just Bianca is, uh, she's one of those wrestlers that is just, you don't understand how she's real. Like the kind of shit that she can <laughs> do. Um, I mean, obviously she had the spot later on in the match where she beat the shit out of everyone with her hair, but, yeah, that's um, crazy. but I mean, even just pure strength wise, she hit Candice LeRae with a triple power bomb with ease like just no effort at all to bomb, lift her all the way back up, bomb, lift her all the way up again, bomb. Like I, I can't 
imagine the strength that something like that takes, especially where that final one, she ran her all the way over to the wall oh, of the cage yeah. to slam her. Yeah, and she did a 450 splash at one point. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's her uh, That's her big finish. Oh, that's her finisher? Yeah. Does she, um, um, is, is whipping with the hair, is that a normal thing that she does, or does she only use that on occasion? No, okay. she that's uh, that's part of her. She's got the long hair, so she's going to use it wherever she can because it's it's on her head. Can't be an illegal weapon. Does she choke people with it? She may have. Does I've only tickle, seen a handful of Bianca matches. She, but... Does she tickle people with it? That's right. Yeah, absolutely. What if she like, was able to tickle someone in the submission? That would, that would be different. Count. I think that would be you're submitting. Yeah. I mean, if you can tickle someone in submission, has that ever been done before? I mean, that sounds like a real like. Pervert I, match. Well, I'm just saying, like, if you get someone's shoe off and you just, you can, it's like an ankle lock, but you're just tickling them until they say, stop tickling me. I can't take it's it anymore. Yeah, makes sense it, to me. It would, you know, I think I just came up with uh, an idea for if someone who's a wrestler uh, is listening and they wanted to use that, you have my permission. Well, I'm sure Triple H is listening. This is the Triple H fan podcast. So maybe that'll uh, tickle some. Maybe at the next takeover. Yeah. And have you, have you met your quarter for mentioning his name yet, or you still have a few more to say? I got a couple more. Don't worry, we got the next episode to record. We'll have plenty of Triple H action in there. No, no but that's not his name, though, so you can't do it. We'll get to it, though. That's right. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, so, I mean, there was just a lot, and then, but the, what was wonderful was that, um, you know, everyone's losing their shit that Bianca shows up, but then Rhea shows up, and then you know that it's like, all right, well, she's gonna murder everyone, and she does. She rushes the ring with a trash can and just yeah, fills the ring with weapons. They were everyone's so they booed because he didn't bring a table in the ring. That's right. They're still children after all. <clears throat> I did, yeah, it was strange how they mentioned. Um, I forget if it was before or after that would be Anka Blair. How she had rib issues, which kept her from doing something else. Oh, but, oh yeah, that's right. And so, and it, she immediately gets like put ribs first onto a trash barrel. Oh my god. I mean, I'm sure those again, like you've mentioned, are uh, rigged somehow, possibly. They look like they're made out of the same material that, like, the disposable lasagna pans are made out of. But it sounds effective. That's like, it's a it matters. sounds effective. That's the most important part. Every every single piece of weaponry is mic'd. That's right. Clip-ons. <laughs> <laughs> but it's still, it's still, I'm sure, you know, that would, if you and I were put in that position, we'd be crying on the, on the floor, not getting up. No, there's so. no question about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they also do a bit where they're trying to... Uh, uh, stack up all the chairs. They're getting, um, they were getting Bianca up onto the uh, uh, the top of the turnbuckle. Oh, they have someone else come in at this point too. Uh, Kaylee Ray came in. Yeah, I, I gotta say too, there's a lot of uh, international flavor in this match. Yes, there. Uh, well, there was some crossover with um, uh, NXT UK, um, as well as uh, Dakota and Io are both uh, from Asian. Territories. Rhea Ripley is Australian mate. <laughs> so there's, uh, yeah, there's uh, people from all over, and that's uh, again, that's another part of the big, um, you know, initiative that Triple H has been doing is he's really been trying to bring in wrestlers from all over the world to be in NXT. Um, they, they, maybe a year ago, they hired a gentleman from China who's like 900 feet, and uh, <laughs> wow, I think, yeah, yeah, basically every time they go to a country. Um, that's not the United States, they hold tryouts and um, they'll usually recruit, you know, two or three wrestlers from, from every country to uh, to bring them over, like Willy Wonka. 
they what now? Oh, golden ticket to NXT. Oh, I got you. I got you. Okay. All right, yeah. So you're talking about the uh, the setup in the corner now. Yes. So yeah. So they have uh, they have all those chairs over there. So we don't know what the fuck's going on. Um, and uh, but when when uh, thankfully that was stopped. Yoshirai was able to stop it for now. Those chairs. Uh, you know, anytime you get the chairs set up, you know something's going to happen. Yep. Um, but Kaylee Ray did eventually dismantle those chairs, and everyone was furious about it. Oh, she also, I liked how she teased bringing a table and it was just like, nah. Yes, that was a very, very nice heel move. Yeah. Get these fucking nerds upset. <laughs> um, and then uh, then it came to a point that Rhea was just bombing everybody into the chairs. Just one person after another, just oh, slamming her them. Own, her own teammate. Even with oh, that's right. That's, now, was it, was it after... Yeah. Was it after this? Oh, I know at this point the 450 splash has also hit, so everyone's down. Is this where we had the deceit? Yeah. Were, yep, so Dakota Kai comes in, and she's uh, she's about to enter the match, and then she turns around and murders Tegan Knox. Fucking William Regal comes in to try and break everything up, yeah. and she fucking shoves him. You don't fucking shove Bill Regal. He's a real a, man's man. Kind of a hit. Oh, I remember when he was a man's man, actually. Yeah. <laughs> that was fucking... I, 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 that was... Come on, we're in a construction helmet to the ring. Yeah, no, I no. just they that lasted like maybe two months, and I just remember they. Uh, There's my heater. There we go. <laughs> I just remember there was uh, an episode of Raw where uh, the Godfather came to the ring, and he had all his uh, escorts, and then the real man's man William Regal comes to the ring, and the Godfather says, "Listen, uh, he well he went by the real man, real man's man Stephen Regal." He goes, "Steve, I'm gonna give you an option." You can wrestle me. You're going to get your ass kicked. Or you forfeit the match, but you fuck any one of these nasty bitches right now. Is that the exact he, line he said on TV? No, it was not. Uh, <laughs> but that was what he was asking. And William Regal said no. And uh, the Godfather says, what are you, an F? And he dropped, oh. uh, dropped the F slur on him. And, oh, Regal was not happy about was that. Regal like, uh, I'm not a cigarette. So, that's right. <laughs> he is British. He was probably like, oh, what are you talking about, mate? Yeah. <laughs> I'm William Regal. It's not true. I love William Regal. Don't want to hurt his feelings. Um, yeah, so just shit goes down. So, you know, uh, Dakota Kai is removed from the match. Tegan Knox yeah, repeated yeah. the door to the leg over and over again. Uh, I would not have enjoyed I, that if that happened I, in my I, body. What was the name of the one who did the attacking? Dakota Kai. Why does she keep, like, wiping her nose? Was there a reason behind that? or It almost seemed like she was acting like she got like hit in the nose or something, or she was just like, I don't know, it was bugging me. Oh, not that I'm aware of. I never noticed. Really? She did it like 20 times. I'm going to have to go back and rewatch it. Do it. Stop the show. I'm going to go rewatch yeah. the match. I'll come back. Okay. Thank you. But the, So when all that chaos is over, Shayna Baszler is just fucking thrilled with what happened. So oh. she just walks to the <laughs> ring, smile on her face. The counting on her fingers. One, two, yeah. three, four, two. Oh. That's right. Four that's on two. Was, that's the voice I was picturing in my head when she did that. <laughs> it's not far off. <laughs> she, uh, I, I love Shayna Baszler, but uh, she's got a funny voice. Oh. Um, but yeah, so it is a four on two. So at that point, the match has officially begun. And, you know, once the match actually starts, there's not much left to it because everyone's already murdered each other. Yeah. Um, Shayna is attempting to handcuff uh, Ray to the ropes, but Candice is able to save her at the very last minute. Um, 
but then it's, you know, the, but, but then the numbers are up, you know, it's just, uh, you stop that, but now guess what? There's four women surrounding you and there's only two of you. Yeah. Um, but they, I mean, they do manage to, you know, to fend them off. Um, you know, Bianca, this is when Bianca breaks out the hair, but, uh, oh, but this is, I laughed when, uh, when she gets hit with the, the kendo stick over and over again. Yeah. Her, oh my her reaction. God. No, no, say her, it was brutal, but her reaction to it was, I couldn't help but laugh. Yeah. Well, that's why that's, it's part of the, the, uh, charm of Bianca Belair. She's just fucking ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> She's yeah, she's viciously beaten, but Io Shirai is able to uh, to save her partner there. Uh, Candice LeRae flips Kaylee Ray onto her skull from the top rope, which oh, but, took uh, took Kaylee out. Rana? Yes. Yeah. Um, and then uh, uh, Io went to take out Candice, but she also took out Bianca in the process, which basically just left it with Shayna and Rhea Ripley, um, and. Uh, so Shayna snuck up. She she did the uh, Kirafuda clutch on Rhea. Um, but uh, Rhea was able, during the submission, to get herself handcuffed to Shayna. So she wasn't handcuffing her to the ropes. It was like, listen, you are stuck with me one way or the other. Yep. And uh, she hits the riptide on her, and uh, she wins it for the team. Yeah, I actually like that, but it's very clever. Any, have you, are you aware has it ever, anyone ever tried that type of thing before with that type of situation i would assume so um it actually it actually happened again recently because a lot of times when they do something cool in nxt they just rip it off on the the main roster um sammy zane was in a ladder match recently where he uh he handcuffed his opponent to the ladder at the bottom so he like just oh. couldn't so sammy well, just sense, lethally though. climbed it yeah so, so didn't no one was handcuffed to the other person and didn't blow up in their face that, that's what no I'm no yeah, not yet anyway. It will happen now. Yeah, any minute now. But yeah, but, that uh, was War Games, man. The, uh, one of the referees happened to conveniently have a uh, handcuff key in her pocket afterwards, too. Oh, uh, you know what? One thing I noticed when, uh, after, what's what was the move called when she gets put through the chairs? Riptide? Uh, at the very end there? Yeah, Riptide. Yeah. Uh, how the referee who counted the three count was nice enough to push one of the chairs out of the way so the woman's shoulders would be down in the mat? Absolutely. Gotta very make it fair. Yeah. Yeah. I like too when um earlier when that uh, woman uh, did the attack on her own partner, mm-hmm. and then she like, right before she leaves the referee like talking to her and one of them's just like think about it, like <laughs> that, that, that would be laugh too. <laughs> yeah. No, but that was that was very entertaining. Very excellent choice. Yeah. The um and so that so that night there was a second War Games match that uh, I think it made event to the show, and I think that got. Five stars from Big Daddy Dave. Oh. Yeah, this one I think was 4.75. Oh, all right. Yeah. Dave Meltzer. I would have given it a five, I think. Yeah. No, I was, I was so, I, cause I, I watched it last year when it happened, but I was, I, I, I was, uh, basically watching it like in the background when it had happened. So I was like, oh, that's cool. That's cool. Actually watching it start to finish, focusing on what happened is like, oh my God, this is magic. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was. All right, those are our uh, hard-hitting uh, women who would just destroy us in a second. That's right. Matches. And then we've done it. Another episode in the books. Every other Monday's main event. Check it out. Professional yeah, nice. wrestling. If you've ever uh, been curious about wrestling, uh, now is the time. It just uh, started. 
Yeah, you have uh, plenty of time to watch it because you're probably at home being smart and not going out and seeing family over the holidays, I hope. You dumb fucks. <laughs> but yeah, find us at secretundergroundhideout.com. And next week, we'll, next two, well, sorry, two weeks from now will be our, uh, not Christmas theme, but we're giving each other the gifts of matches we chose for each other. That's right. Oh, it's a boy, beautiful, oh, beautiful gift. Yes. So we'll see you then. Goodbye, everyone. Farts. <laughs>